is the moment. He's come up huge. Della Vadova looking for Mills. Beckons him toward the ball. From the elbow. Mills. Three seconds to go. Rudy Gay to win it. Yes! gone up and down without either team. Oh, oh what a body! Oh, oh. White with some dynamite! That was an incredible move by this young fella. Hey, Mac. Yo, what's up? You know what time it is? What time is it? NBA's back time, baby. <laughs> Why do you sound like a creeper? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because I was whispering into the damn mic. <laughs> it's like an, one of those ASMR videos. I, I need to get real close. NBA's back. <laughs> it's 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 back, guys. And the Spurs play the Knicks tomorrow. There's gonna be no Marcus Morris, so you still gotta boo the hell out of New York Knicks. <laughs> AKA Wednesday, AKA most likely when you're listening to this podcast or if you listen to it to after for some reason, it's the Nick, the Spurs will play the Knicks game opener. Game number one of the 2019, 2020 season Wednesday, October 23rd. We should put that on YouTube and monetize it. <laughs> ASMR videos with Mac McIntyre. <laughs> Spurs time. That might be like a whole new genre, like a podcasting. Just like an ASMR podcast. Hey guys, does this appeal to your sensibilities? <laughs> okay, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. You kill my audio. <laughs> Jesus, who knew that we'd start this off with ASMR videos of Spurs? <laughs> All right, this is at the line. Thank you for listening, of course, as always. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we got a lot for you for this episode, but before we can do that, at the line is brought to you by News for San Antonio and Fox 29's Spur Zone, which we are both contributors for. We got a lot of content out, a lot of new content, especially with the regular season now starting. Who doesn't love good old, good old content? But uh, it's come out. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, it's going to be a pretty busy season for us. Definitely. We're going to be busy. We're going to be doing anything to cover the Spurs for you guys. You guys can all find that on the Spurs Zone. You can find that on Twitter at Jeff G. Garcia. Jeff G. Spurs Zone. I always want to say his last name. I don't, we don't know why it's tied to Jeff's Twitter, but we'll go with it. And then make sure to follow our Twitter because we are posting all sorts of content. You can follow us on Twitter at The Line Pod. All right, for the preview so far, we got a season preview, and all just for you, and previewing the strength and weaknesses of this team, and so many more that we need to talk about before the season can start. We also are going to kind of have our preseason thoughts along with it. Then we are going to look at some contract extension news, whether that is someone signed it, aka Dejounte Murray, or there's some negotiations going on that may be breaking down. We'll get further into that later. But Mac, what did you think about this offseason? Offseason, you know, preseason, whatever you want. Well, I think I think this this whole offseason, it was the turn of the tide. 
um, there was obviously there was a lot of movement, moving pieces, and I think the biggest one, the underrated one, was probably Brian Wright getting the um, the new GM position, and I think he's hit his mark on pretty much everything that he needed to do. I mean, he signed Rudy to a pretty good contract. He um, is still talking, I guess, DeMar contract still going on, like you, you had. And then, um, obviously, re-signing DeJounte and, and at a steep price. We'll get more into. But I think with that, I think the... And, and DeJounte coming back and, you know, and just an over, but how the preseason ended... Um, we finally have all that we needed. So I think the offseason has been very, very good and um, has been very exciting. Yes, it went, I think it was a really good offseason just for San Antonio in general. Got the re-signs, like you said, Mar- uh, right as the new GM, and we even saw the him with DeJounte when he signed that new contract extension too, which I thought that was awesome. Also, we got a new social media team, which I'm always I'm like really excited about for some reason. The social media team is hands off probably the best first most social media team that we've seen yet. Well, and shout out to Patty, like oh, that Patty's video that put yeah. out with um, with Dejounte was really good. Patty was the first one to congratulate him for his um, his contract extension. I've always said that I like Patty. Patty is. Yeah, sometimes his game might not mesh well with today's game, and because because he's undersized. But I always say that he's going to be needed for this team, especially just being the heart and soul of the San Antonio Spurs team. He's the longest tendered player, I believe, at nine years now, almost almost a decade with the team. He's won a championship with them. He's lost a lost the finals with them as well. He knows how to win, and he knows what losing feels like. And I know that he is not a loser. He does not want to feel that way. But he is the heart and soul of this team. He is one of the unofficial team leaders, as you would say. So I'm always hesitant of saying, yeah, let's go ahead and trade Patty because I think he means more to this team than what he actually d- just puts on the floor alone. So, but let's talk about the, let's talk about DeJounte's contract extension. He signs a 64 million four year deal, which is averages out about to about 14 million a year with, if you just do the straight up math. And then along with that, he finally, finally signed the ink officially with New Balance, even though he's been wearing New Balance gear for like a month now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's just been nothing but, but fantastic wins for, for DeJounte. I mean, him coming back, doing really well in preseason, preseason games, obviously making it out through the preseason with no injuries. He's looking just as spry as and his shooting form is much more improved. And then, you know, he got a well-deserved contract. And and now he has, you know, a major endorsement. So I think it's been nothing but blessings and blessings upon him. And he is deserves it, it. Definitely. And what do you think about that contract, that $64 million for four years? You know what? I, and I, I, this was, it was really worrisome for me. Because of the contract, we were seeing some other non-all-star, but still good players. Like, you know, Buddy Heald getting his, I think it was four for 110. Or, I got you. Uh, I just keep talking. 
Yeah, so but he'll get his contract extension, then Jalen Brown getting his contract. I mean, they're 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 great players. They're good players, obviously. Um, and Buddy Hield is one of the best three point shooters, and Jalen Brown is one of the probably one of the the most versatile players you can get because he can play multiple multiple positions and guard multiple positions. He's obviously going to have to take a jump, you know, that next and and definitely prove that he's worth that money, but. At the same time, for me, I think that's that's why I was worrisome. Because I was like, okay, if these guys are getting those types of contracts, Dejounte's gonna want, you know, something around that realm. It's gonna be insane. Yeah. Which is not to say that he doesn't deserve it, but at the same time, you know, coming back from injury, we still don't know how he's gonna do in game time, like with game time pace. So you, I, this is this was it was a gap. It was a gamble, and it's not all these these extensions always pan out. It's it's a gamble, it's a risk. Yeah, it um, was. It, it, I said it was definitely a gamble, but I think this is the way they they structured out the money to be only about fourteen million, which is kind of a mid tier contract in my opinion. I think but, it was a fantastic contract. Oh, but yeah, I'm mean, saying I'm saying, uh, saying the level of money was more was kind of a mid tier level of money, but I think the contract right. overall is a great signing. It's a great. It's a great signing in there being a big unknown in DeJounte's health just because he's coming back from an ACL injury. ACLs have ten, knee injuries in general have not favored players in the past, but we've also seen players come back with from ACLs and do just fine. But they got him long term, which I think that's what DeJounte wanted to do anyway, from the sounds of it. And then only get him, get him locked up for only about $14 million a year at that. This could be a steal in the future, just depending on how far DeJounte can go. If he doesn't pan out, if injuries start lingering, then the Spurs don't have to really worry. They only have about $14 million tied up to him. They could easily trade him if that if it comes to that. But it's not like John Wall money. This is not like thirty this is not a max contract. So if he if he goes down and he's not as good as you think he is, you're not tied up to thir- to a cor- to a portion to a portion of your salary of your salary cap just to, to him so but if he pans out you have the best contract in the damn league yeah i think one of the most underrated things about this is Dejounte always he would always say i'm about santa i'd love santa he always about that talk and then this definitely showed that he was about that talk you know he, him taking and, and it's honestly a discount I'm not saying he should have received that. He could have received better of a contract somewhere else. Oh, I'm sure teams would have given it to him. But this just goes to show that he he has the loyalty running through his blood, which which is something you know we all thought it was why. And it ended up being Dujante that that's going to be the heir apparent to you know Tim to Tim Duncan. Exactly, and he even tweeted out, "San Antonio, we're lo- Dujante." I mean. We are locked in for four more years, and I couldn't be more thankful and grateful for the love and loyalty, in all accounts, from the Spurs organization. I feel like that's a hit at someone. All the way to the fans across the world, I'm still speechless and lost for words. The best part is I got a lot of work to do. Also, am, like, I, the only, am I the only one that actually has like an issue with him doing all capital letters? Yeah, just get over <laughs> it. It's just Twitter. <laughs> what does it say? It's like, it's, like, it's like Joe Harris. He has paid a lot of money to play a game. Like, there's just there's no reason to 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 worry about it, you know. 
receiving a sixty million contract dollar. That could possibly be up to seventy is wild beyond anybody's dreams. So and by the time he gets out of that contract, he'll be what, twenty six, twenty seven? So he'll be right in his prime. Exactly. So th- this is a when you want to. Yeah, uh, like I said earlier, this is a low-risk, high-reward type contract that Spurs signed. And for DeJounte, DeJounte, he's still getting a good amount of money. I think he can live off that money decently. And once the time comes and he's proven himself with a few all-star nods, maybe a championship, then give him all all the money that you possibly can because this kid's going to deserve it. This kid will most likely deserve it come, come that Let's move on to another contract situation that's going down, though. That he's kind of getting some. That's been getting some news. I think we talked about this on our last podcast a little bit, just based off if we would give Demar the contract, give him a contract extension or not. But this is the actual news of what's going on with San Antonio and Demar's contract situation, according to Sam Amick of the Athletic. A source with knowledge of the situation said the Spurs and DeRozan have continued to discuss a possible extension, but the two sides have ways apart and. They have a part, ways to go on this contract, apparently. And I think all of us want it. I think San, San Antonio says they want to prefer a two-year deal to maintain future fl- flexibility, while DeMar wants a long-term deal, which kind of sounds like Spurs fans against other Spurs fans. <laughs> That's what's been, it's been like freaking the Avengers Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, you have, on one hand, you have these, <clears throat> these Spurs fans that are like, no, just resign it. Then Demar just around. We're not gonna make the playoffs if he's not. And then you know you have other ones that are like for a two point specialist that doesn't really shoot a lot of threes and you know is is kind of hesitant about that. You just you gotta get what you can. Um, obviously in the previous, the last game he, he let it fly and he was good. He was perfect. Could be possible that he's that, but again you know he's not proven. So, so yeah, like I said, it's the Avengers Civil War in this contract. It's always interesting, but yeah, I'm kind of I think I'm with the Spurs on this one. Where if he does a extension, I want a short term. But if it's a long term, I'm going to have some questions on this franchise, and I think there's going to be some issues, especially de- depending on how much money. Because this is looking that if he does sign it, the max extension, that's a hundred fifty million dollar deal, which Jesus. A hundred fifty million dollar four year deal would be the max contract extension that he could possibly get, which sounds well, like way too much. I mean, again, Brian Wright has so far done the right things. <laughs> no pun intended, or actually, you know what? The pun is <laughs> screw y'all. Um, <laughs> the pun is intended. Damn it! <laughs> so he's done. He's done the right things. Like, like I said, like he's hit his marks on what he needed to, and um, so. You know, I have a lot of faith in him that he's either going to get it done the way that's team friendly, but at the same time, not a, com- um, not a complete what's the word? Uh, not a complete, not a complete slap in the face for Demar. You know, I think I yeah. think they'll still get it done, but I do like that short extension where every uh, come 2021, our you know the, our our books are pretty much open to bringing in at least one max player. Exactly, and I. Especially, you don't know the talent that could be in that twenty twenty one free agency <clears throat> pool. Giannis. <laughs> Again, yeah, you have players like Giannis. You have there's going to be a lot of young talent that's pretty talented right now. That's just going to get even better in the next 
year, two years. So it's you kind of want the books open. I think that's what Santung is maybe going for once that once that comes up because it seems like they're signing the players they want. Also, they got to sign. They have to they since they did not extend Pirtle on Monday. That means he's going to be a restricted free agent. So they're most likely probably going to try re re up him with some certain money. So they're going to need some cap for that. Derek White is going to be up for extension next season. And then the season after that, you have Lonnie Walker to extension. And again, you don't know how those two will pan out. But still, you want to think in the positive light of where are these guys going to pan out? If they pan out positively to the highest potential they possibly can get, this team is going to be even more talented. You think this team's talented right now with their young with the young core? This young core could be even more talented. Yeah, I mean, I, I can see. I honestly, Dejounte said this. I could see Derek White and Lonnie kind of taking a similar first contract, like he did. You know, like a kind of um, make it or, or sorry, um, show us, like, prove to us that you deserve that max contract. Eventually, down the road. One of those three is going to have to either take a big discount to stay together or, you know, somebody's going to have to be the odd man out. And we've seen in San Antonio that that's not impossible. And I, Absolutely. And, and it seemed, I feel like the personalities of this team actually might be might fare in that side of they might be willing to make a discount for the team. It looks like DeJounte, you said, yeah, he knows that he's unproven, so he's going to take less money for a long-term deal. This is not... He could have easily signed a two-year deal instead of a four-year deal, but it seems like he wants to take that discount and help this team overall. Derek's personality, just from what I'm seeing, he doesn't seem like an alpha dog. He doesn't seem like a guy that needs to be the center of attention, needs to have all that money. Right. So it could easily it could easily favor the Spurs in that where he takes kind of like a mid I mean, mid tier contract to himself, and it just helps the team out. I just think the personalities mesh well, and I think that's that might be why these, the Spurs picked up these type of guys. Because they know that they are going to need the money to build a team in the future. but And if they're willing to take the discount like Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker did, then it's going to be it's going to do the team even more favors in the long run. Yeah, I agree. All right, so when we come back, we're going to now do that season preview as I try to mess with this sound audio. <laughs> we're doing makeshift audio here, so don't, you're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> All right, but when we come back, we're going to give you guys the season preview, along with all this other stuff, as well as preview the upcoming games, because I have a question for you on a few things I think some of the fans would like to listen to. Hey guys, have you ever listened to At The Line and then suddenly think, huh, I kind of want to make my own podcast. Well, guess what? I have something that's going to be the best tool for you in starting off your podcast. It's called Anchor. And this is what we use here at The Line. One, it's absolutely free to use. And guess what? I know some of our hosting websites, they cost money to have you start your podcast, host it, and all that. Anchor doesn't do that. It's absolutely free. And there's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer if you don't have all the equipment that you want. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so you don't have to go to all these other websites and figure out, how do what what do I put, how do I get this? It's so confusing, Anchor, although it makes it easy for you. And they will put your podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more podcasting websites. 
And guess what? The best part of it, you can make money from your podcast, but no minimum listenership. That means you can do your podcast for free while making money. Who doesn't love that? And it's everything that you need to make your podcast in one place. So make sure to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started on your free podcast. Hey, this is Jeff Garcia. If you're looking for the best coverage when it comes to your silver and black, look no further than to the Spur Zone, which you can find at News San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. From articles to podcasts and everything in between, make sure to go to the Spur Zone and follow me on Twitter at JeffGSpurZone. All right, and welcome back to At The Line. It's me, Ty, and my lovely co-host, Mac. Hey, guys. You sound like a little under the weather. No, man, I'm just... I, I like... I only got three hours of sleep last night. You're, you're just... Then, you know, you, did, did you go staying up pretty late. Did, did you go partying after hearing that contract extension for Murray? Um, yeah, if you mean my partying sitting in front of my computer and working on some projects and yes that's exactly what that sounds about right <laughs> all no, right no, so no, was, well Dejounte was getting his money i was getting mine hey you see might be twins <laughs> only that he's like maybe a whole foot taller than you well i wish i was making Dejounte type money <laughs> you wish i wish too i wish i was making that money all right, so let's go on to the season preview. So I'm going to ask ask Mac a few questions, also answer them myself as well. But let's first let's go to what are the players that we need to watch the, for this Spurs season? This Spurs season, we saw a lot of good, promising things in the off season or and during the preseason. What who are the who are your, like your top three players that you want people that should be looking out for this upcoming season? Um, I think the first one is going to be Dejounte Murray, plain and simple. Obviously, the big story is going to be how he turns back from his injury. You know, if he's the same defensive player and he's worked on offense, you know, we like everybody hoped. And then the second person I think is going to be Lonnie Walker, if he can steal his minutes from Marco and specifically Marco. Please. But if he can pull those minutes and, and play, I mean, we saw how explosive in the preseason, so he definitely is going to to warrant some minutes. I think the two players, then, the two players I have on my list are Bryn Forbes and Jakob Pertl, because I think these are going to be the two most underrated guys on the team. Look at Bryn of how he's just been torching it in the preseason so far, where he's just shooting lights out. He can't. This dude just he's just instant from three at this point. Oh yeah, no. I, I was gonna say that he's be, he's gonna be my third one, but I mean he's he's been a constant since the last. I mean he was um, one of the best players in the Nuggets series, and um, you know he's gonna be able to take a lot more of those threes because Bertans is not here anymore. Yeah, it's. I think he's been the most reliable on this team so far, and I'm hoping I'm hoping that Marco doesn't get those minutes. Like you said earlier about Lonnie, I'm hoping they do go more to more to Lonnie and more to Bryn over the course of time, because I think Bryn is going to be, I think he's going to be the starting 
shooting guard for this team, just based on how he's performed in the lineups that we saw in preseason. And also just look at his capabilities. He, this dude is much bigger than he was last season. I think he's going to be not... I think he's still going to be a liability on defense, but not as big as a liability as we think he usually is, if that sounds about right. Yeah. So I think he's going to be, I think he's going to play a key role in this team. And then Jakob, this dude is gone. I think he's going to be the glue with this team. I think he's going to be the unspoken hero that no one's going to really mention until he puts up like a 30, 30, 20 game or something like that. This is going to be never going to happen. I know. <laughs> I think, but I think he, he's he's going to be a glue this team that he's going to be the one that keeps them together and kind of bails them out of some games just doing some off-ball stuff he there's going to be from the looks of it this is going to be a very pick and roll heavy team look at pick and rolls with DeJounte and Pirtle some of those looked looked very pretty too where DeJounte puts a nice pretty pass to Jakob and he finishes at the rim it's I think that's going to have many of the Many of these plays on this team will go through. So I think Pirtle is going to be play a key part on the offense. And then also add on that he's just a rim runner. He can he can go up, fight for rebounds. He can go block some shots. He's going to be a rim runner for this team. And kind of one of the only rim runners on this team as well. This is It's kind of sucks that there's no depth at that center position. But when you have Jakob, it's, he's going to be kind of the MVP that's just unspoken for this team. Yeah, I mean, I love I love Pirtle. I I mean, I think he's he's a badass. And he's I think he's gonna do really well. I don't think he's. I mean, he, he the good thing about Pirtle, he does all the intangibles that don't show up on the box on the box stats. But you know, he he's a presence in the paint, and that's that's not something that you can. That's a measurable stat. But he does that. I mean, he puts like you said, he's a rebounding machine. And he's a good rim runner. So, I mean, I do expect him to have a big year. And I think he's going to be most effective coming off the bench, like as the main anchor for that second unit. Um, yeah, I think we'll see him in the first unit also quite a bit. All right, so going on to... Besides oh, wait, talking... on. I needed to get this off my chest for Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker wasn't losing minutes to Marco or Demari Carroll or Rudy Gay. Or anything like that. Lonnie Walker finished the preseason with having 16.2 minutes, and Marco was seven. They were still averaging almost the same amount of minutes. The, the thing, this is what's going to happen. And Popovich just said it before: you need to make him play you. So obviously, we've seen Lonnie Walker show up in in, in the preseason. And that's, you know, Popovich has obviously seen that. He's obviously sitting there on the bench looking at this happen. So it's going to be on Talani to continue that, you know, during the NBA with actual competition and people actually taking these games seriously. He's going to have to prove himself that he's worth playing over Marco. And I think he is. I mean, he should be. At this point, Marco should just be getting cleanup minutes, unfortunately. But at the same time, Lonnie has to prove to everybody that he deserves those minutes. And I think he can absolutely get there. Yeah, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I think Lonnie has the capability, has the potential to do to prove himself, and I think he will. I think he has the he has that same motivation that DeJounte has, and he's plus how can you not get better with with Tim Duncan next to you as well? 
we've seen right. plenty of footage of Lonnie actually specifically working with Tim Duncan. So, and also, how can you not love the mops? That dude is always just going to be hopping. He's a, yeah, he's, a, mean, he's, he's a Skywalker again, for a reason. He's, he's a Skywalker for a reason. But overall, I think those are some of the, those are like the four players that you uh, really look out for. I think Derek is going to show up and do what he's always going to do. I think he's going to show up that what he did last season is not a one-season thing. And this is going to be one of the best backcourts in the league defensively between DeJounte and Derek. LMA, I believe he's always going to show up too. LMA is always just going to have a – he's just going to show up and do what he does best. He's going to do post-up, mid-range, and do some rim running himself. He is also very – he's very underrated defensively in my opinion too. I think he always does a really good job down low putting up blocks, he protecting the rim in a way. Yeah, he's not a – he's not a vilify – he's not a complete – rim runner and rim protector, but I think he does the job for how much offense he puts up. Yeah. Then this is the big question, the question player though, I think we had this season, how is DeMar DeRozan going to fit with this team? And we've seen some, I think we saw some really good encouraging stuff whenever during the last preseason season game against Memphis, when he went three for three from deep and not, and those are not easy shots either. I thought there was some really good potential there and that he's shown that he can extend his range and he's not, and he's going to, well, now will he do in the regular season? We don't know, but it's a bit, it's more encouraging than thinking, than trying to guess, is he actually going to take threes or not? Yeah. Yeah. And like he said, he always had that ability, but he just didn't want to. I think if, that might be me paraphrasing his quote. It's a catch 22. Like it's disheartening that, like he said, he didn't have the ability to do it. And at the same time, you know, he never, he didn't shoot very well from the three-point range left or at all. This whole contract thing is, is kind of, do you extend DeMar and you don't know what he's going to bring or if he's going to continue to be hesitant to shoot the three ball or um, do you extend him and then give him that kind of, like, hey, we believe in you. So... I don't know. It's for me personally, what I think is, I think at this point, you run the young guys. You run Dejounte, Derek, Lonnie, um, you know, Brynn, um, even Brigham, Keldon, or Luca, and let them get some burn. But obviously, you trade Demar and get what you can for him. Um, preferably, somebody that's a fringe all-star player and some draft picks, and you kind of just. Get from there you know you could get like a small forward that's a 3d type prototype player you know that might be great yeah and it, it all for me all depends on how he does this season there's a lot of ifs for this team to me where but it's not ifs that are like completely questionable it's just depending on like i think this team can be great this can be a really one of the great teams in the league it just depends on how I, I just it just depends on how some things pan out and how how some players develop, on how some players perform. It just depends on what a team should be doing. The true questions of how is this team going to perform? That's I think that's anyone's question. I think that's a many. I think that's a big question for some of these other teams. How are the how is this new Laker team going to perform? How is this new Clipper team going to perform? I only say this too because the game's currently on right now and I'm watching it. But <laughs> but it but it, that the thing remain it remains it where it just depends on how some of these teams pan out. And I think that's a big i think that's another thing that applies to the spurs where you just need to see how these how these guys have panned out in their development what they've 
fixed over fixed on worked on during the summer especially with demar it just all depends and and i think it looks it looks like it's going to be positive i think it's going to be better i think demar is going to show up this season even more so that he than he did last season also add on that he's not I think he's not going to be the primary playmaker. I think there's many more playmakers around him that de- so it kind of takes a load off him. Helps him out. And so I think it's just going to make life easier for him. I think he's going to be able to focus on scoring alone and focus on just kind of extending his range taking up those catch and shoot threes, which if he can only make a catch and shoot three, I won't mind if as long as he's making them. He clearly showed that he can make them consistently 3 for 3 against Memphis. And those weren't easy shots either. Those were shots with hands in his face. Yeah, again, that's what I said. Like That preseason game really showed that he could shoot him. And again, I don't have anything against DeMar. I love DeMar. And I, you know, I love his game and what he's brought to the Spurs. And I think he can honestly be a lot better, or at least the team around him can be a lot better in year two, you know, this experiment. Um. So if it tends to, if it ends up being that Demar stays here and he doesn't sign uh, more recently, then it's fine. You know, yeah. and if he wants to go his way next year, that's fine. You know, I think that's more power to him. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna be heartbroken if he leaves. It's this is exactly. not. It's Clean not. Simple. If he's here, he's here. We'll support him. If he gets traded or he says, you know what, you know, I want to get traded. Or, you know, if he doesn't sign with us next year, you know, if we don't defend him, because, you know, by all means, it's okay. Yeah, I'll still be happy to rep my DeMar DeRozan jersey if he does If he does leave. I'm still going to be happy to rep. All right, what are some of the strengths and weaknesses of this team that you think that could help this team and really hurt the team down in the long run? Um, I think the first the first thing that stuck out was um, they're, they've gotten so much better at perimeter defense. You know, DeJounte being in the rotation is a huge, huge addition. And then Demarty Carroll is the same thing. He's a savvy veteran that understands his role and is purely 3 and D player. Um, so I think that's their biggest, their biggest addition. Uh, probably the biggest weakness, I think they don't have a physical or like an athletic forward that can score from anywhere. I keep every time I say like an athletic forward, I'm like, there's only one person that I can think about. <laughs> um, but it's true. Like I think that's their one, their biggest weakness. Either that or or legitimate, a legitimate big that can really affect the paint. I mean, Jakob does a really good job at that, but he's the only one. And he is um, hopefully his offense takes a leap where he can, you know, give us some sky hooks or. You know, work in the post, and I hope maybe Timmy will help him with that. Yeah, um, I think the biggest strength for this team, though, overall, and I think this is going to ki- is going to make them ki- make them kill and even do much better than people think they are, and especially in this West, is going to be their depth. I can say this multiple yeah, times on because I went on locked on Spurs like four different times, like in the past week. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know Jeff was just like kept saying, "Who wants to go on?" I was like, "I guess I'm free, not doing." He said, "Go ahead, come on on." But I kept. I think the one thing that I'm always going to be saying all season long is the depth of this team is killer. This is going to be what's going to help them throughout the season for a long time. They got, while, yes, there's a backlog of guards on, on it, that's not a bad thing, to be honest. 
that just means that there's more people to go to. You can keep fresh legs out on the court. If one guy is not having a good night, put someone else in and they can easily start lighting it up. I think there's a lot of people you can go to, a lot of different types of lineups you can work with. And it's it's going to go be in favor of the Spurs. Injuries are going to happen, too. Everyone needs to know that. But on good news, there's no injuries for this upcoming game, which is like the first time in in any <laughs> in like two and a half years the Spurs don't have anyone on the injured list on the injury report. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. That but, was kind of crazy to see. And I, it's crazy to think though, we haven't had the Spurs have not had a player in not injured for over two and a half years. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. But everyone's healthy. This. This bench looks like it can stay healthy. It looks like everyone's reliable. There's multiple go-to scorers, at, definitely. Hey, love him or hate him, Marco Bellinelli is always going to be kind of a go-to sc- scorer for you guys. Yeah, he might not be efficient in some of his scoring, but he can still drain threes. He can still score a good 15 occasionally. And I think that's going to be helpful, especially with a lot of the guys on the bench. Yeah, the big man, the big man depth is a little spare, sparse, but you still have Trey Lyles coming off. You can have Drew Eubanks promoted from from the G League. He's still on the two way. You have Luca come in if you if you think he's ready at some point that he can come in and make a difference. There's a lot of guys you can go to and think that you can rely on. So it just all depends. It depends on what kind of rotations there is, but I think the depth is going to be there and help him out overall. Now on the downside, I think the de- I think what you said is per- is I think the mo- the weakest thing they have is probably an athletic. Three or four. There's just not really anyone that's a go-to there for that situation, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Um, you know, if you can replace Demar with somebody that's like that, um, and give those minutes to both that person that comes in, and then you know, with Lonnie Walker, I think that team would still do very, very well. Exactly. But again, you know, if Demar is here. Yeah, I mean, you know what you're going to get from tomorrow because he's proven, and it's going to be good. Definitely. It's a lot of scoring and some, some badass playmaking. Exactly. It's I think that he's going to be a go-to for the offense. Honestly, just from while I'm seeing what his shot just looks instant half the time, more than half the time, to be honest. And so it's like, if I see DeMar take a jump shot, I'm like expecting it to go in eventually because he can just, his mid-range game, he's the master of it. And I think if he comes with a three-point game, he's going to be even better. <laughs> and he says he would if he does extend that range. He's a three-tier scorer, which makes life even better for the Spurs, and it makes life for opposing defenses just damn hard. Yeah, I mean, if he does, if he does extend that range, I mean, it comes as like a stretch, a stretch combo guard. I mean, shit. Thank He's he becomes. I mean, I think. He's kind of like on the fringe tier of like the top tier, um, or yeah, some like all star players. But he definitely, he definitely does deserve to be like in the top twenty. Definitely, if he can. Stretch. All right, so uh, what are some? Give me two bold predictions. Predictions for this team for this upcoming year. The Golden State Warriors don't make the playoffs. Well, and I say for, for the Spurs, but that 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 can count though. Oh, I can agree with that. Okay, sorry, my bad. So oh, the man. Spurs end up in the top four seeds. <laughs> And top four seed, and then um, Dejounte wins most improved. I want to agree with that. I want to, that's. I think that's going to happen. Um, I think this team is going to be top ten in offense and defensive ratings. This is a team that was top in offense 
throughout almost most of the last season. And now you add on some of your best defenders coming back for and healthy and some good additions as well. I think they're going to be top 10 defense. This is going to be one of the top 10 team. It's going to be one of the top 10 teams in the league. That's mm. going, that's my bold prediction. That's you, interesting. They're going to be a top 10 in offensive and defensive ratings. And they're going to be top one of the top 10 teams in the league, which kind of, which kind of lines up with your call that they're going to be one of the top four seeds in the West. Right. This team is slept on. I'm. It's going. This team is being slept on tremendously, and I think they're going to. I think Murray is going to show everyone that they are going to pay for counting counting this team out. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's the ultimate narrative, or the the main me the the media's narrative is the Spurs are going to drop out. But is it essentially? That's why I mentioned. I don't think Golden State is going to. I mean, they still have Stephen Curry. And Draymond Green. They have no bench, though. They have no bench. And that bench is horrible. You know, Willie Colleystein's going to have to be, like, amazing in order to, to for them to to make some waves. Yeah, that bench is going to be the, the downfall of the Warriors. I think the Rockets bench is not going to do them any favors either. I've been saying that I do not believe in this Rockets team at all. Like with no biases, no with and not with no Spurs biases. Looking at that Rockets team, it's still like there's no one behind Russ and Harden. Yeah, you got Compella. Yeah, you kind of got Eric Gordon, and you kind of got Daniel House. But I don't see anyone else on that team. Gerald Green's down for the count for I think the year, the season now. And I can't really think of all their money isn't tied into Harden and Russ. There's no one else kind of around them. And I think that's really going to hurt them. It's they're kind of similar to the Warriors too, where it's. Yeah, your starting five might pre- do pretty good, and you might have one good guy coming off the bench, but the rest of your team does not does not look that solid, and that's going to be that's going to hurt Houston. That's going to hurt Golden State, and I think that's why San Antonio is going to be better. It's going to do much better than those teams overall. See, that's that's a good that's a good take. Like as far as being a hot take, Spurs being better than the Rockets, I, I like that. I'll take that one. Is it was it, is that with your Spurs bias or just in overall? <laughs> No, I mean, I mean, you you laid out, you laid it out well. Um, but I think you know, without if you were to take off the Spurs bias, you're right. The Rockets don't have a lot of depth, and while they're a regular win team, I mean, you have two guards that are completely all about ISO. And you know, we saw we saw it in, in preseason where, and obviously it's. We saw it in the preseason where it doesn't look like they play together very well. And they have 82 games to, to get through it, but yeah, I don't think it was a very good move for them. Yeah, and also, look back at this Spurs team. We said that this is the first time in two and a half years that there's no one on the injury report. Look at what happened with the Spurs last time they had a fully healthy team. They were in the Western Conference Finals. They were a, yep. they were had a lead against Golden State. Or, well, I think Tony was down for the count for that one, but still... Going back to more of a healthy team, they were killing it. They were doing great. And I think it's Popovich, too. You can't count down Popovich. You never can do that. If you count down Popovich, then you are a fool. You are naive. You can you can never count out Pop, Pop, especially if he has a squad that's at full health. And a squad that's this talented as well. So, it's the Spurs are going to do Spurs things. Win with Depp. Win with guys that don't have egos. And I think they're going to be top ten, top ten defense. Their defense is much improved. 
DeJounte's back. He's going to be the anchor of this defense. And again, health, 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 and depth is going to be the saving grace of this team. Mm-hmm. All right. Depth is going to be really good. All right. Well, that wraps it up for this episode of At The Line. But we got two games coming up. We got three games technically coming up. We got the game Wednesday, Wednesday with home opener, probably the day that you're listening to this, against the Knicks. I call that an easy win, to me, to be honest. It's the Knicks. <laughs> this It's a trash house of a organization. Yet Marcus Morris is saying that, oh, why this organization, I love it. They're doing – this is a smart organization. Now you're bullshitting, man. Stop, stop trying to bullshit. <laughs> you still got to boom Spurs fans. Is he not – what what did he say that he was not going to be there? He's not playing. He's not playing? No, he's not playing. That's bullshit. That's bad. He's out for the first game. <laughs> again, again, you, how many point, how many power forwards do they have on that team and how many of them are out? Because I know Bobby Portis is out. I think like three or four of them. And he, they sound like three or four power forwards, yet three or four of them are out. <laughs> yeah. That's the next that's the Knicks organization for you. <laughs> Find that and tell me once once you get it. Um, yeah, I'll I'll send it to you. All right. Then on Saturday, October twenty sixth, Spurs are at home against the Wizards and Davis Bertans. Guess who's going to that game? Can, can you guess two people who might be going to that Spurs game? Is that the one on the twenty sixth? Yes, it's on. I, I just said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll be seeing our good old buddy Dom's pretends. There you go. Yes, you, well, you. You really missed what I was saying. Well, Mac and I are going to be at that. We are going to be at that game physically. You got some tickets. I'll be flying down to San Antonio for that, and we're going to have a fun time. We're going to be cheering on Davis and then booing him at the same time because we we want the Spurs to win. Well, we'll boo the rest of Washington. I can except for Bradley Beal. I, can, we'll I, I can't hate. We'll golf clap for for Davis. All right, yeah, but that one should be. I think that should be another win. This that Wizards team is still kind of damaged. I would like to see. I think on one guy I'm excited for that team is to see Rui. He's apparently in the starting lineup. I'll t- that should be a fun. That should be a fun matchup. See Rui Hachimori. So that's kind of one the one guys I'm excited about besides Davis for that Wizard game. But I say I call that as another win. And then Monday before we most likely record our next podcast. Blazer at home, October 28th, at home against the Blazers. This Blazer team has a good amount of questions about their depth, about the, their team overall. I think that this will be a tough matchup. I like this Blazer team. You can never count out Dame. Dame and CJ, I think that's going to be a good, talented duo. Add on Whiteside along with with them now. But that one's kind of one that's kind of a toss-up that can go either way. What do you think about that game? Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, their strength obviously lies within um, within their guard play. And Hassan White said he's – I like him, even though he's, he kind of has some attitude. He's a beast. You know, it's, he's going to – he's obviously going to serve if, – if Jakob can hold him to, like, 15, 20 points and rebounds <laughs> – that's gonna be a toss up, like you said. It it depends on what Spurs team we get. Yeah, you know, exactly. We also we still saw them be a little jackal and hide um, this past preseason. So um, if we can get the ones the Spurs team that Houston and 
played against the um, that last team. I forget the Grizz. The Grizzlies. There you go. Then you know, then they could fare well. And I think um, you know, for the first ten games, they should they should do really well. Yeah, I think they, I think this team is going to be better than what people think. I think they're going to even over, overestimate what I think of them even. And so I think with the this first three slated games, I think they're going to go three and zero. What's your record prediction? Um, no, I think go they can go three and zero easily. Yeah, so three two and one. Yeah, three three and zero at best, two and one at worst. That's honestly my right. prediction. Because I think they they could they might lose that Blazers game. Because I just I honestly need to see this Blazer team as well before I can really make a solid prediction. But my 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 confident prediction at the moment is going to be three zero. Just depends. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with three zero also. All right, all right. I'm gonna say for last slide because I said it earlier and I just went to that, went to the rant or tangent of of multiple games. But that's it for this episode of At the Line. At the Line is brought to you by the News for San Antonio and Fox 29 Spurs Zone. For more all your Spurs content and anything Spurs, you can find that at uh, the Spurs Zone, or you can follow them on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Jeff Jeff Garcia has all your Spurs Zone. We are contributors for Spurs Zone, and we will get you covered all season long. We got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of stuff that we're doing with them. Then also make sure to follow us, follow us on Twitter at the line pod because we got a lot of content that we're going to be posting that's not just this podcast we got to keep you up to date on everything make sure to check out our home base at the line podcast.com that's where you can find all the links to everywhere you can find this podcast or also our merchandise which is has hoodies t-shirts tank tops you name it i just re- recently got a finally got the new at the line hoodie and i am honestly in love with it this good content is a gideon Gideon, whatever you say, it's a that kind of material. It's really, it's really high quality. I honestly, I would not be trying to sell this to, stuff to you guys if I didn't think it was good quality. This stuff is good quality. I, if you want to rep it, if you want to rep this podcast, and you're proud of us, go to go to bit.ly/slash/at-the-line-store, or you can find the link or on our homepage at thelinepodcast.com. Mac, where can they follow you on Twitter? Everybody can follow me. <laughs> Macapan Media on Twitter. If you guys want to hit me up in the DMs, it's open. <laughs> the ace, ace, Mac will provide you with all the ASMR that you can need. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at, at Ty Yeager Radio. That's Ty J A G E R Radio. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, dude. You oh, got me dying. And for all the latest ASMR content, follow us on Twitter. <laughs> all right, we'll see. We'll see you guys next week. We're excited. Season's finally started. Go Spurs, go! Mac, you have anything else to say? No, go Spurs, go! Go Spurs, go! We'll see you guys next time here on At the Line. <laughs>